Hello friends, welcome to Beyond the News. I'm your host Jim Grant. You're going to be with us for the next hour. I'm going to be talking about articles in the news that don't get enough attention. I'm also going to be drawing back to some historical news today, as well as looking forward to some of the news that we've had over the last week. So for you, the audience, this will be an hour of news that I do hope you'll share with your friends, things you may know or things you may suspect that may be confirmed. And for me, it's an hour of therapy because it's cheaper than talking to a professional. It's much cheaper to talk into this mic about the madness that seems to be going on in Britain. And you may have heard me mention more than once that I'm sourcing some of my own podcasts called Cruise, which I talked about these kind of things coming over and over and over again, because I saw them coming at the time and I wanted to sort of timestamp and document them. Well, today I thought, you know what, rather than just me going, you want to listen to this, you want to listen to this, I thought I'd actually bring up some of the articles from the archives from the lockdown summer. So here's what's coming up on today's show. We're going to be looking at the Breaking news, this is new news, that the Chinese virologist uh, from Fox News has said China's government intentionally released COVID-19. Then we're going to be looking at how social media dealt with that. And I can talk about actually my own experience of social media with that. Twitter suspends account of Chinese virologist who claims COVID-19 is in a lab. That's from the mail. We're going to then dovetail that with a load of articles that I wanted to bring up that I've mentioned before on my cruise podcast. I won't go into too much detail, but I think you will be able to see the irony very quickly on how they relate to today's articles. Then there's going to be a few of them, and we're going to be looking at, uh, you know, the, Anthony Fauci's 37 million, how Facebook censors uh, news stories about Wuhan, how Facebook seems to have ties to the Wuhan, or at least their fact checkers do. That's going to be news from across the summer. And then new news will be coming in across how the COVID numbers were distorted. Is that new news, Jim? You've been talking about that for six months. Well, here's another example of it that is new news, yes. We found possible life on Venus, apparently. So that's quite interesting. Sweden records its lowest COVID case since March, almost as if herd immunity was a good thing. Barbados is planning to kick out the Queen as head of state. We're going to be looking at how people want to build their own communities and stuff like that. Something I've talked about many times on various podcasts that I can see that going. And again, the BBC is losing millions of license fee payments. I do enjoy reading out these articles. So again, that is new news, but it seems to be another every other week there's an article that's all gone wrong for the BBC. It's almost as if covering up Jimmy Savile's paedophilia didn't have a good karmic ring to it. So... That's what's going to be coming up on today's show. A mixture of old and new, borrow something blue, we could have a wedding here. So let's start with our top story here today. And everything else sort of spun off of that, really. Yeah, that's what inspired me to do the, um, to, to look back at some of the own work that I'd done and dredged through the archives. So Fox News, this is by Sam Dorman published two days ago. I'm recording this on Friday the 18th of September, so this will be going out throughout the third week in September. So that makes this, what, 16th of September? Chinese virologist. Chinese government's intentionally released COVID-19. 
I works in the WHO reference lab, which is the top coronavirus lab in the world. Now, this was uh, Dr. Li Meng Yang. I've butchered her name, I'm sure. Dr. Li Meng Yan joins Tucker Carlson with insight on Tucker Carlson tonight. I like the Tucker Carlson show. So anyone that goes, you shouldn't listen to Fox News. Okay, so you want to listen to the fact checkers. Bear that in mind, because we are going to be talking about those fact checkers later on. So for me... I really don't care what media that it's put out on. Uh, you, of course, can look at the history of those medias. Has Fox News uh, been naughty, uh, misreported stuff? And of course, all the mainstream media does that. But of all the mainstream news, Tucker Carlson, I have to say, is one of my favourites. He always comes across as fair, listening, libertarian, always has on people from the left and will have a genuine debate with them. Uh, something that the left, the, the old school left, used to, you know, which I feel a part of, old school left, was a, was a part of. Now the modern left is, let's shout down with slogans rather than debate and just keep chanting like some kind of um, patient that's had a lobotomy, just saying the same words over and over again. You know, when you come out and you see those scars on the temples, look, here's a banana. Banana! Banana! That's the same thing. You know, you have a debate with these people. It's Black Lives Matter! Yes, they do. All lives matter. All lives matter is racist! Mm, you want to look at the logic of that statement and you should probably listen to who told you that statement because they're probably running a divide and conquer strategy. If we all come together, regardless of race, religion, colour or creed and stand up for each other's individual freedoms and liberties then we can build a better world because freedom is the only thing that you can have yourself if you give it away freely to others i.e. for in order for you to be free everyone else has to be free and that includes free speech free debate so already i've digressed let's get on to the article the Chinese government intentionally manufactured and released the COVID-19 virus that led to mass shutdowns and deaths across the world, a top virologist and whistleblower told Fox News host Tucker Carlson on Tuesday. Carlson specifically asked Dr. Li Meng Yang whether she believed the Chinese Communist Party released the virus on purpose. Yes, of course, it's intentionally she responded on Tucker Carlson tonight. I've watched the interview. It's, uh, it's good, interesting. I presume that uh, knowing how much research Tucker Carlson go, does into things, that they've checked out this woman's credentials. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that she is who she says she is. I think there's um, all, all the oncoming stuff afterwards about the fact check and stuff. I don't think they actually said she isn't who she said she is. They just said, yes, she is who she is. She's blowing the whistle, uh, but she's uh, wrong without any cause or anything like that. They didn't claim that it was that she was an imposter or her credentials are fake or anything like that. Uh, no, she's just wrong. But we'll be delving into that more already. Let's just carry on to this article now. Yan said more evidence would be released, but pointed to her own high-ranking position at a World Health Organization reference lab as a reason to trust her allegation. Yeah, she is a, a top virologist, whistleblower, at one of the World Health Organization's labs. Uh, from from that's what I gathered from the interview. I'd never heard this one before before I I saw it, but I do trust uh, Tucker 
And at the end of the day, all I'm reporting is what Tucker's reporting. I am a news repeater monkey. I'm not a journalist. I don't investigate stuff. I just bring to you a roundup of the, the weekly news and give you my opinions on it. I am nothing more than that. I worked in a WHO reference lab, which is the top coronavirus lab in the world, in the University of Hong Kong. And the thing is, I get deeply into such investigation in secret from the early beginning of this outbreak. I had my intelligence because I also get my own unit network in China involved in the hospital. Also, I work with the top coronavirus virologists in the world, she said. Uh, by the way, her, her, her English is uh, superb, but, you know, sometimes there's things lost in translation. Um, so not that I'm in any way knocking her. I can't even pronounce Chinese names in English, let alone speak Chinese. So uh, anyway, I, I can't even pronounce some Glaswegian names. Some people from Newcastle I have trouble understanding. I don't know, I think it's just a flaw I have in name pronunciation. That's why I always rehearse it uh, immaculately whenever I'm comparing or bring an act on whose name I'm not familiar with. Because, yeah, I want to make certain I get things right. So, moving on, she said, Together with my experience, I can tell you this is created in the lab. I'm just going to pause there and tell you that if you're a regular listener to this show or my cruise podcast, then you'll know that she's not the only expert to say that. There was the guy... Was it Luke, somebody, the the Nobel Prize winner that said 100% man-made in a lab? You've got uh, Professor Boyle, who wrote the United Nations Bioweapons Treaty in the 80s. He's also a lawyer as well as a professor of uh, um, this stuff. <laughs> I don't even know what you call it. <laughs> this stuff. Uh, he said it was 100% man-made. So... This this won't come as a shock that a shock that another leading expert says this is a hundred percent created in a lab. Any also anyone with any common sense, or anyone that listened to Cruise episode two. Actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a link. You know, I usually put the sources on the Beyond the News Facebook page, so I'm going to do that, and I'm going to put the my Cruise Facebook page and my Cruise YouTube channel on those lists of sources because I think. <laughs> My previous podcasts are now sources, or at least you can click to them and see the source where I've originally done it, if you know what I mean. But this is what it's all about. In today's age with digital book burning, then, you know, we see quite a lot of that, or shadow banning, or let's just put that article over there in an algorithm that will never be shown on a search engine. Oh, but we haven't banned it. You know, in those sorts of era that we're now living in, I think it's important to keep archive material there and don't if you want to see some of the more interesting stuff about what i'm talking about now do um do like a con i was about to say controversial but it's not really controversial really do coronavirus made in a lab put that into a google search engine and then put it into duck duck go search engine and if these search engines are meant in, meant to be showing top results then they should be the same shouldn't they but they're not. Google, I believe, has a, Google's in an interesting position now, I think, because I've seen footage where they testified under oath that they're not doing things uh, affecting the search results. And it's their whole entire ethos is we want to see what the top search results is. 
So that's the thing, isn't it? They originally said we're going to, when you go and, well, we know the skews. I'm not controversial saying this. We know Google searches, uh, researches are skewed because in the olden days, it used to be, you know, whatever search the most comes to the top of the list. Now, you can pay Google to come to the top of the list, can't you? So there, in, there you go, proof, fact, that Google is manipulated and they're manipulating it for their own profits and I'm not knocking them for that. If I had their, you know, I'd do the same. Let's go, you know, it's a, a search engine is now effectively advertising, isn't it? They've cottoned onto that, made the money. But they do also <laughs> do it for other reasons. So, and if you, it's not for me to tell you what their reasons are, but if you want to go and see the difference, then yeah, by all means, go and search coronavirus made in lab on Google and then do it on DuckDuckGo and see the difference that these... Um, selection processes are making shall we say so to continue together with my experience i can tell you this is created in lab and also it is spread to the world to make such damage yan's comments conflicted with the opinion of dr anthony fauci oh by the way we're going to do a little article on him later don't you worry about that mr fauci director of the national institute of allergy and infectious diseases and the white house coronavirus advisor who previously cast doubt on the idea that the virus was artificially created oh and we may have a motive in that article later why he may talk about that in the certain lights in may he told national geographic if you look at the evolution of the virus in bats and what's out there now is very very strongly leaning towards this virus could not have been artificially or deliberately manipulated the way the mutations have naturally evolved really really because leading experts have from day one have contradicted you on that and if it's not artificially created then you might want some of that 37 million back what 37 million is that jim oh we'll be coming to that article later unless of course you've listened to my cruise podcast where we went on about it uh, loads so other scientists have panned the idea that COVID-19 served as a sort of bioweapon or was released by a lab. Yes, there are some that have done that, but there are loads that have not. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here, here's something that here, here's something that goes in the face of the article from the expert that we've got loads of stuff clinging to him. It's a little bit dodgy. I'm talking about Fauci here. And then what we do is, well, other scientists as well. It's that peer pressure thing, isn't it? Uh, look, someone said this. It went, it went from a bat to a tiger to a snake to this. Uh, it got evolved and just ignore all the other experts saying it's 100% man-made in a lab. And here's some other scientists that say exactly the same nonsense because we're the media and we know the power of peer pressure and conformity. That's why I do this show because context is so important, isn't it? You know? And the way that things are analysed chronologically, I, I'm very proud of the podcast that I did on cruise. And if you go and look, at, if you want to look at how it's man-made, episode two. Now I should say, back in uh, back in those days, I didn't have the quality microphone that I have since invested in. So some of the stuff that I talk about, it can be hard to hear. And my podcast partner Craig is very loud and his sound worked just fine. So you might have to be adjusting volumes up and down. So it's a bit of a pain in the backside to listen to the early podcast. But I really do think that what I covered has come to fruition here very, very much. And that's why when I was doing this, when I saw this article, I was like, right, I've got to dig up all the previous stuff that I've been working on. 
because it's important. Chronologically, it's important to see things in the order that they are done and to see things from different perspectives and to understand uh, how things are flowing and to put articles. Sometimes you need to see another piece of the picture and the puzzle next to you, a piece you already have, in order to see how those things fit together. Because context and how things flow is very important. So, for example, when you watch the fantastic horror movie from the 70s that is Jaws, you know, when anyone else, when you watch that film, it's, uh, it's nature's apex predator eating swimmers. But if you start the film at the beginning and put it backwards, so you run the film backwards from finish to start, then it becomes a film about a shark that's very caring and goes about distributing spare limbs to amputees that go swimming in the sea. So depending on how you look at things and how things flow and what's around it, you can see two very different pictures. Now, I would like to point out that that's not a joke aimed at anyone disabled or anything like that. I've never done those sort of jokes in my career. I never will. It's not who I'm about. The joke is, of course, about the butt of the joke is the media and how things can be portrayed. That's, and that's the butt of the joke. But in today's day and age, there will be people that always, anything that hits an emotional response where you're even talking about, you know, you even say the word amputee or disabled or anything like that. There are some people in life that that creates an emotional response to about. And there are very negative people in life that love to feed off that. Oh, that's an excuse to complain. Well, you're welcome to stick your complaint on my Beyond the News Facebook page and I will not read it. You're welcome to... <laughs> You're welcome to send it into uh, Bexhill Hill Radio, and they're totally committed to free speech and freedom of expression, and I can't guarantee they'll read it. But if you're one of these people that's fine with having all your liberties taken away based on politicians that tell you they're following the science when the science says, no, they're not following us, mate. If you're someone that gets offended by my uses of some words over than a dystopian nightmare being created for you and your family's future, then you're probably what's wrong with this country. And I can tell you that whenever I've had emails of complaint from people like that in the past, it's always an essay. If people want to write on my Beyond the News Facebook page, like articles or saying stuff like, oh, I like this, I like that, didn't like it when you did that so much, or couldn't hear, you know, stuff like that. I listen to those people. You know, it's called, well, there's another phrase for it, but it's family-friendly phrase for it. It's, it's called a crap sandwich, where you stick uh, your criticism either side of a compliment. It's a very effective technique to use if you're trying to, if, you, if you're trying to give to some constructive criticism. Those sorts of people I listen to all day long, happy to. But extremely negative people, you'll find this, it's always an essay. Always. And it's always just negative from start to finish. I basically, and stuff like that, I give them the first two lines. And I, I just don't think there's anything that I can learn from these people. You know, it's like when someone's 
you know, you're far more likely to listen to criticism if someone goes, I like that, I like that, rather than someone goes, this was wrong, this was wrong, this was wrong, this was wrong, I'm offended. I have no time for these people and I don't read those emails. I read the first couple of lines, yep, yeah, this is exactly what I thought it was. Delete, move on. I am not bothered by these people. And I will just continue to say whatever the hell I like, whether it's on this platform or other platforms. Bexhill Radio have been fantastic to me, or my own stuff. And if you get banned off YouTube, move to... I'll be move, creating more social media platforms, for sure, later this year. Especially from what I'm about to tell you on the on the way Facebook treated this article, which, again, I've rambled. How many times can I be diverted from one article? <laughs> How long have I recorded? Oh, I can't see the time and then all the other news is in the way. Never mind. Right. Fox News previously reported on Yang back in July when she blew the whistle on China's alleged attempts to suppress information about its handling of the virus. Gee, you reckon? With people going, we could sue you for billions of economic damage. Do you reckon they'd want to keep this under wraps? Yeah. With a vast network of contacts in Chinese medical facilities, Yan attempted to gather more information about the virus as China blocked overseas experts from conducting research in the country. Her revelations fueled ongoing complaints that the Chinese government failed to tell the world early on about the virus's threat. Gee, do you reckon? Who was that doctor that died for telling the truth, wasn't he? Do you remember him? There's a picture of him. He went, you've got to ask now, haven't you? You've got to ask. Now we know that this virus has such a low death rate. What is it, like 1%, something like that? You've got to ask, was this doctor that blew the whistle on this virus? Do you remember the one I'm talking about? There's a picture of him, like, there's pictures of him all over the mainstream media, sort of, you know, on his deathbed. Do you remember, he was only, only in his 30s, wasn't he? Do you remember him? You've got to ask, with a 1% death rate, and we know it mainly kills the elderly, I wonder if he was just really unlucky, like 1% unlucky, or whether the Chinese Communist Party, who are well known for treating their prisoners like saints, they love political discourse, free speech is all over China, they've never harvested the organs of their political dissidents, they've never cracked down on Taiwan or Hong Kong, they've never killed that second baby, just born, looking forward to its life. No second child in the bucket for you, death. That government, that such loving government that historically cares so much. Oh, didn't they say when they were talking about nuclear wars back in the 60s or 70s, go ahead, bomb us, we've got too many people anyway. <laughs> I think that's why the, the, the United States never bothered nuking China. Great. Less mouths to feed, excellent. Less strain on our resources, let that radiation fly. I think I've heard rumours of backroom dealings between the US and China where that sort of stuff come out. But again, I can't source that, so maybe I'm, I'm wrong on that. But I think it's fair to say the Chinese government is not exactly uh, known for its human rights record. It's not known for its animal rights record either, is it, really? Not known for its rights of any kind. So you've got to wonder... Was that guy just really unlucky? Or did the Chinese government go, that could be a witness to a lawsuit that could cost us billions? Even if they didn't release it, the fact that they kept it quiet and, you know, the doctor 
Doctor, you're known for trying to warn the world. Yes, you're part of the 1% now, oh, most unfortunate. Oh no, he did not survive the 99% survival rate. He was one of the unlucky ones. No testimony for him. I do wonder now, do you know what I mean? I do wonder looking back on that. Anyway, I've digressed again. Let's see if I can read an actual paragraph without digressing. That'll be, a, that'll be an accomplishment. With a vast network of contacts in Chinese medical facilities, Yan attempted to gather more information about the virus as China blocked overseas experts on conducting research in the country. Oh, that's nice and fair, free and open, isn't it? That's exactly what you want, isn't it? I mean, I get closing down a border down, but, you know, when someone goes, uh, no, definitely no experts. <laughs> Why? We don't want any experts looking at what we're doing. That fills you with confidence, doesn't it? And once again, I didn't even read a sentence without digressing. Right, I will do this. I will do this. Her revelations fueled ongoing complaints that the Chinese government failed to tell the world early on about the virus's threat. Specifically, she believes the Chinese government ignored research that could have saved lives. See, I almost went on one then, but I didn't. Right, the State Department did not immediately respond to Fox News's request for comment. In response, her former employer, the University of Hong Kong, criticised her account. A press release noted, the content of the said news report does not accord with the key facts as we understand them. Fair enough. You've got to ask, what's in it for this woman to, to, be, to be making this up? I can't imagine that her life insurance premium is going to go down now. You know what I mean? I can't imagine that. I think there's going to be a... If you think about the, the, the economic... If this comes down, you can prove it's someone's fault, let alone they did it on purpose. That's a lawsuit. Now, what happens if, you know, it all comes down? I'm just speculating here. What happens if it all comes down and China went, you know what, we did it, screw you, what are you going to do about it? It's a question we might be prepared to ask ourselves at this point. So what I'm getting at is why would this woman lie if now, if she comes and tries to finger someone in particular, and it turns out that that person was a, a spurned ex-lover or um, a boss that never gave her a golden handshake or something like that, a deal to walk away or anything like that, then there's a motive for her to lie, namely um, vengeance, I suppose, you know. But... You know, this, this woman's career is on her. I mean, this is, this is, she was one of the top dogs in her field why would she lie and having a look at the body language and stuff it, and what she was talking about it didn't come across as someone because that's another reason why someone lies someone paid them to do it it didn't come across as someone who to me didn't come across as someone who was telling anything other than the, the truth of what uh, how they saw it but you know again i am a news repeater monkey what do i know Yan, who said she was one of the first scientists in the world to study the novel coronavirus, fled China and currently fears retaliation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no dung, Sherlock. It's the family-friendly way of describing that. She was allegedly, allegedly asked by her supervisor at the University Who Reference Lab, Dr. Leo Poon, in 2019, to look into the odd cluster of SARS-like cases coming out of mainland China at the end of December 2019. So, 
We're going to move on to our next article now. Twitter suspends account of Chinese virologist who claims COVID-19 was developed in a Wuhan lab as she releases report with evidence that she says backs up her theory. Now, it wasn't just Twitter. I got the old um, fake news thing on Facebook when I shared this. This is fake news. And we're going to come to the old Facebook in a minute, but I'll just read this article out to begin with. And I just want to get the uh, just want to get the reports right. This is the 16th of September, right? And the Chinese virologist thing. Let's get the dates. Published two days ago, the 18th, so the 16th of September. So Twitter took this woman's news report down on the same day. Looks pretty quick as well. I mean, there's no timing on the Fox News stuff, but it, you know, you can see the articles yourself. This looks like it was done quick. This is why you don't have due process on social media. This is why you don't have true free speech on social media. Because if it was, then you would, if you're making a false claim, you would have the chance to go before someone and go, well, here's why it's not false, and that a person would have a chance to go here's why they are false it's called a prosecution it's called a defense it's what the it, it that that's the that's the backbone of a democracy is fair trials and right to free speech and trials can take weeks months years my point is in order for things to come out and get to the bottom of things properly it takes more than a day. Let's research it. Who is she? Anything like that. And scientists have... I'm reading again. Yan alleges to be a former researcher at the Hong Kong School of Public Health. She published a report this week that she claims backed up her theory that China created the virus in her lab. Scientists have since slammed the report as unsubstantiated and said it cannot be given any credibility. Well, there are other scientists that says it does. See, that goes back to the whole Jaws thing, doesn't it? Yan's claims were at odds with Dr. Anthony Fauci, who had previously disputed the virus was made in the lab. Again, we're going to be looking at... So, all these people have come out against her, and I'm going to go through one by one why they may have a reason to go against her. But I just wanted to get the idea to begin with that this was taken down very quickly, and usually a nice, thorough, fairing investigation takes more than a day. When something's taken down very quickly, it's usually, you know, either very, very easily, you know, like she's a, she's a paid actress, um, she's been paid by this lab, who's the competitor of this lab, to besmirch it. Um, here's the here's her acting credentials. Here's the transaction payments. We've got it. Not, I can see it being taken down like that. Then, bosh. But I haven't seen any of that yet. When someone's taken down that quickly, just because someone disagrees with it, you have to wonder, don't you? That's a very quick takedown. A very quick takedown. And like I said, we don't... Communications, arguments, debates, they're incredibly complex things. You can... I could probably listen to my own radio show that however many episodes I've done of this I think this is my 11th now I could probably listen to all of my radio shows 
and find one comment in all those shows where I disagree with myself because new evidence has come to light and I keep an open mind. Minds are like parachutes. They work best when they're open. Or I can listen to it and go, oh, you know, you're unscripted, Jim. You didn't mean to come across that way. Uh, there was a better way of putting that and I can see now why people think you meant that. You didn't and it's your fault, Jim. It's your fault. It's my fault. But because I was unscripted and because I just moved on to a topic very quickly and got distracted or read out another article, I may have misconstrued a point across and I could listen to myself and go, oh, people think I meant that. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't mean that. And the reason they think they meant that is because, yeah, I, I put it across badly. So this is why we have trials where people can go, oh, you actually said this, you said that. And it takes a little while of cross-examination, cross-referencing to really get to the truth of complex matters. And I would say this is a pretty complex matter and a pretty important matter. So when something's taken down real quick because other people have gone, now nah, it's unsubstantiated. Even if it is, she has a right to put across a point of view. And that's number one. Point number two, who the hell are Facebook and Twitter to be taking down articles from Fox News? And that's not the first time they've done it. They've done it to the New York Post. And I'm going to be covering that article later on the show. So social media platforms who claim to not be publishers decide in 24 hours that something a mainstream media journalist that has probably taken quite a while to research, I mean, I wouldn't imagine Tucker Carlson's put her on his show without the lawyers getting involved at Fox. Did you, you know, who she, she is who she says she is. Have we substantiated? Um, do you know what I mean? I, I would at least have thought they've done at least a more than a day's research with their team of lawyers. Who the hell are social media to be saying, um, no, we've decided that's not true. On what evidence? Well, we don't have to. We, we found someone that disagrees with them. That's enough for us. It's unsubstantiated. Take it down. I think we can smell a rat here. And I think a lot of people are going to be moving on to different social media platforms. As I've already predicted on previous shows, this is going to speed that process up. I know I'm going to be starting a load more. I think the question is now, join them all and see which one takes off. I think you've got VK, Gab, Parler, uh, on YouTube alternatives. I think you've got Brand New Tube, you've got BitChute, which I've always found personally excellent to view, but difficult to upload stuff on. So join them all. Because I don't know which one of them is going to be the new winner, but these Twitter and Facebook people, you cannot, you cannot silence truth so quickly with such little evidence to say it. And when there's a great, two things, one, there's evidence to say that she's right. And two, there's evidence to say that you've got a reason for banning them. And we're going to be coming into that. Let's, so let's, um, let's just read this article out before. So Twitter has suspended the account of a Chinese virologist who has publicly claimed that COVID-19 was developed in a Wuhan laboratory. Dr. Meng Yang's account was taken down on Tuesday after she accused China of intentionally manufacturing and releasing COVID-19. The Twitter account remained down on Wednesday and a message on the page now reads, Account suspended. Twitter suspends accounts which violate the Twitter rules. So a top expert is blowing the whistle 
and she's done it on a mainstream news program, Fox News, where it's going to be researched to the teeth, and Twitter's gone, now take that down, we don't need to do any research, take it down immediately. Ban her. Even if she was wrong, doesn't she have the right to be wrong and say that she's wrong? And other people then go on her Twitter account and tell her why she's wrong? This is, this is pure and simple censorship. Quickly censorship. And that's why I put it in my top story. Whenever I see the social media people uh, censoring something, you know, if it's not absolutely gratuitously a complete lie, and it turns, you know, <laughs> they don't tend to really take those down, really. They only really tend to take down. But the beautiful thing is I've seen people go, right, uh, I want to know about this. People have written, uh, Facebook won't let it share me here. Here's a link to my Gab account or my other social media account or something like that. And you can find it on there. And people are like, oh, great. How can I read that? Oh, you need to join that. Oh, I'll join it then. And they read it. People want to know the truth, especially with something like this. And this just makes them look so, so bad. Uh, so she's just going on more about, yeah, video of the, in, in, uh, yeah, ah, here we go, that's what I'm talking about. This is what I got. After the segment aired, the Fox News show also accused Facebook of censoring after saying they had been blocked from sharing the interview segment on the social media platform. Yeah, no, no lawyers getting involved to say, let's sue this woman, she's false. No, let's just ban it. Yeah, let's not counter her with other epidemiologists that say you never worked at that lab you worked in this or you're a liar here's some documentation to say where you worked none of that just ban her take her down that's when you know it's true that's how i see it now and people are putting on facebook that now people are people are going to be leaving they'll still be on facebook but they're they're not it's not going to have the effect on the masses you know facebook can sway curves of opinion on a great number of people but there will be a whole segment of this population of which I think regular listeners to this show will be a part of that see it for what it is a propaganda platform in which you're getting only a small lens of the reality that is in front of your eyes you're just Facebook is zooming you in through binoculars look over here at this part of reality forget about the rest at best, at rest, it just reads false information. This post repeats information about the COVID-19 that the independent fact-checkers say is false. Well, we're going to come to those independent fact-checkers later, especially on Facebook. But before we do, just want to let's take that little trip down the cruise memory lane. I'm not going to read out the articles. I've already done it on previous podcasts or months ago. But I just wanted to um, just wanted to read this article out based on what I've just said. So I just want to read out that statement again. False information. This post repeats information that COVID-19, that independent fact shares say is false. That's from Facebook. Article from May the 27th. This is from ironically Fox News. Zuckerberg knocks Twitter for fact checking Trump, says private companies shouldn't be the arbiter of truth. <laughs> So do you see what they do here? What what this is, is people have figured out that the mainstream television doesn't give them the whole picture. So they went, you know, we're talking about 15, 20 years ago. So they went and started getting their truth from Facebook and other such things. And 
now we know that that's gone the way of the mainstream media and so oh right okay but we've got the fact checkers in there now so you can know it's real and now people are laughing at the fact checkers based on the information that I'm about to give you later on in the show so what this comes down to is people aren't believing the mainstream media television anymore so they got it from Facebook then people got doubted that so they brought in the fact checkers as that's true now people are doubting the fact checkers more every time people go more and more away from the fact that hey it doesn't matter whether it's Facebook or big corporations or anything like that and by the way of course Fox is a big corporation but there are some and there's a lot of Fox News that I disagree with but corporations are made up of people and Tucker Carlson I think is their second uh, biggest show I think the second to Hannity I could be wrong on that but you know and when you when you get a good person in those corporations and they're popular then people you know you can get you can find good people in all of these corporations I'm sure there's good people in Facebook maybe they've left but <laughs> in fact actually wasn't that what the whole because uh, that that social dilemma thing people are talking about that on Netflix over the last couple of weeks or something like that so yeah they probably did leave and tried to blow the whistle on that but anyway you get my point let's move on to some more stories here today uh, uh, this is the one I wanted to bring up I enjoyed reading this out on cruise months ago and I'm going to enjoy reading it out now <laughs> so the New York Post did uh, an article again so this is um, <laughs> this is Facebook like our independent fact checkers are better than Fox News even though we're a publisher and we're not we claim not to be liable for our content and uh, we know more than the New York Post. We know more than everyone. We are Facebook. Right, okay. So this is an article from April the 17th that I've dug out of the cruise archives. Facebook's fact checkers are the real fake news after censoring a post story. Way back on February the 23rd, the Post ran an opinion piece by Stephen Mosher saying that we couldn't trust China's stories about the origins of COVID-19. He argued that the Chinese virus might, might have jumped to the human population thanks to errors at a Chinese laboratory in Wuhan. So he's not even saying it's deliberate. He's just saying that, you know, do you know what? This stuff was being messed. We know it's been, this stuff was being messing around with. And you can go and check out my previous cruise podcast to see where we detailed the, the experiments there. Um, so he's not even saying it was deliberate. He was just saying, you know, uh, mistakes happen. It might have happened, you know. So the piece was widely read online. Until Facebook stepped in, the social media giants fact checkers, and he's put that in inverted commas, good for them, decided that this was not a valid opinion. If you tried to share Mosh's column on Facebook, the social network stuck a false information alert on top, saying that finding was checked by independent fact checkers and preventing your friends from clicking to connect to the original article to see for themselves. Again, this was an opinion column not a news report. Mosha cited a host of suggestive facts, including urgent government directives, the sudden trip of Chinese top biowar expert to Wuhan, and that nation's shoddy record of lab safety, as well as, oh yeah, you can Google this for yourself. Um, you know, th this lab, despite it had histories of um, screwing things up. Again, all on my cruise podcasts. So this, 
it's not beyond the realms of possibility that this was an accident. I just don't think it's um, natural. I think it's 100% man-made. I'm open-minded to accident or um, uh, deliberate release. If, and if people go, why a deliberate release? Well, that's a whole other podcast that I've got answers, potential uh, answers for you on that one. But I won't get into them today. But hey, I'm open, 100% man-made in my opinion, open-minded that it was an accident or uh uh, deliberate. I think you know you can. You, there's there's evidence to suggest both. But then again, if you were going to deliberately, this is the Machiavellian devious person in me. If you were going to do a deliberate release, pick the one with the poor safety record, so you can go. Oh, well, these people have got previous on this, and they? Oh, better shut them down now. Maybe let's just execute the head of it and harvest his organs and tell the public uh, everything's fine to you know get the trust back or something. Who knows? So. How exactly did Facebook determine that Mosher's reasons arguments constituted false information? Well, in fact, it didn't so determine. Rather, it was an independent fact checker. Yes, you know the ones. The ones that just sourced in the document from two days ago. The same phrase. And this is an article. Oh, I've just burped there. I do apologise. How unprofessional of me. Oh, apologies. Do hope people that doesn't put people off their breakfast. So that's what happens when I get rolled up. Hiccups will start next. Oh, that's the end of the podcast if the hiccups begin. And who did this independent fact checker rely on for their opinion? As reporter Shaul Atkinson notes, one expert consulted had a clear conflict of interest. She has regularly worked with Wuhan's researchers and even done her own experiments there. Daniel, Danielle E. Anderson, Assistant Professor, Duke-NUS Medical School in Singapore, personally attested to the lab's strict control and containment measures. Anderson did admit, however, that Moshe was correct when he mentioned that SARS did escape a Beijing research lab twice in 2004. The other expert who weighed in noted in her objection, any responsible government would strengthen safety and security procedures in high containment labs that will and should be working with the novel coronavirus to develop countermeasures and diagnostics. Well, yes, any responsible government would. That's, I'm reading the article then, just in a very sarcastic manner. Because these medical researchers took offence that someone would question the Wuhan's lab protocols, Facebook decided you weren't allowed to speculate online. There you go. There's your independent fact checkers. We're not checking a fact, we're banning an opinion. And the person banning that opinion has a vested interest in having your opinion not heard. And they are your independent fact checkers. That's Facebook, ladies and gentlemen, right there. You need no more than the, the articles that I have put on the beginning of this podcast to see why you should doubt Facebook. And all of these articles will be able to be found on my Facebook page, Beyond the News for you to be able to see them all for yourself. That is Facebook 
there's your independent fact checkers. And that is why I do this podcast and this radio show. That is why I'm grateful that you're listening. Go and see these links for yourself. Go and copy and paste them. Go and Because a lot of people live in this fantasy world. No, it's not made in a lab. The scientists have told you that and the Facebook checkers have backed it up. All right. Do the scientists have a vested interest? Because we know the Facebook people do. Well, maybe they do. Let's go and delve back into the cre- the, the previous cruise uh, uh, podcasts here this evening. And uh, I've just got to bring up my, my links now. Uh, right. So we've done... Oh, there's, there's, there's another article there just bringing up what I've already said from... Uh, Breitbart, which is a which is a, a right wing um, news organisation, but again, I'm not interested whether it's right wing or left wing. Is it accurate? So Facebook coronavirus fact checker worked with Wuhan virus lab. Facebook is relying on a fact checker that uses expert opinion from a researcher who conducted projects with the Wuhan Institute of Virology, the BioLab, next to the wet market in Wuhan where the Chinese virus originated. So even then they're saying, you know where all this bat soup began? Oh, it happened just in the market next to the dangerous BioLab with a history of leaking viruses just like this. <laughs> Honestly, the people that believe this, it's difficult to debate with them, isn't it, really? Because your eyes just roll over like... Honestly, they really need to listen to my podcasts and my radio shows because it's all sourced from mainstream news. So there you go. I just wanted to bring you up, bring that article from Breitbart as well. So we, who was the other person that they've referenced there? The independent fact checkers. And what was the other one that we talked about? Oh, that's right. Dr. Anthony Fauci. Well, here's another article from the Cruise Archives just to... Uh, Bring up that, oh, I said 37 million, it was 3.7 million. I do apologise, I've got the decimal place wrong. <laughs> Just like pretty much all the COVID uh, positive test results. <laughs> we got the decimal place wrong. They're not really all false positives. Right, and if you want to know the sources on that, go and listen to every other single Beyond the News I've ever recorded. There's always one on there, be it antibodies or something like that. So this is the Washington Times, and it is, when is it dated? Let's have a little look. Monday, April the 27th. So again, another April 27th one. Anthony Fauci should explain 3.7 million to the Wuhan laboratory. President Donald Trump's legal counsel, Rudy Giuliani, he's the guy that brought down the mob in New York, you know, so he knows a fair bit about law and, you know, I wouldn't wouldn't imagine this is someone... I'd imagine he knows a little bit more than, about law than the Facebook checker knows about facts, put it that way. In a recent chat on the Cats Roundtable on New York AM 970 radio, suggested a good US attorney... See, again, it's radio's coming a, making a comeback now because anything that's... Well, in this country, you know, anything that's regulated by Ofcom is exactly that. It is regulated. Rules. Regulations. This must be said. This cannot be said. So remember that when you're listening to um, to uh, other forms of media. Here, no one tells me what to say. No one tells me, says I can't say anything. 
Um, it's always been that way, and that's the way I've always worked. And I like it that way, and I've always been on... Well, no, I've not always been on stage that way, but I think that's why I gravitated into the realms of podcasting. When you're on stage, you've, consented, you've entered into a contractual agreement to make them laugh, so I feel that... I feel I have a job to do, a professional job to do, so I do hone what I say to get the job done. But that's why I gravitated into these podcasts, so I can say whatever the hell I like. And if people want to listen, great. I'm um, I'm not interested in being complimented or uh, people saying I enjoy the podcast. What I like to do is share the uh, information and share the articles. I want people listening to me, not because that gratifies my ego, but because I think I'm giving you the information you need to prevent a second lockdown of what is a completely overblown reaction to a real virus. I'm not in the virus as a hoax camp, but I'm in the this overreaction to this virus is tyranny, classical tyranny coming down the pipeline and we're being told it's all about the science and guess what? The articles I read out on my show every week suggest otherwise. Anyway, so here we go. Uh, so, where was it? I was talking about radio, wondering when I got sidetracked. Suggested a good US attorney a general move now would be to investigate key members of the past Barack Obama administration on the Wuhan China Laboratory to see what they knew and when they knew it. And then he mentioned Dr. Anthony Fauci specifically. And then he accused the prior team Obama of sending 3.7 million to the lab in 2014 at a time when the same team Obama had banned the funding of any lab that was involved in virus experimentation. There it is right there. You can look at the documents for yourself. Go and look at this. The Obama administration, and by the way, I'm not necessarily um, a Republican or a, I, I, if I see nonsense, I call it where I see it. I don't subscribe to any political part. I'm a political atheist. I trust none of them. But when I see nonsense being called out, I call it, especially if that nonsense is being led to me and not being able to mingle with more than six people based on science that I think is absolutely absurd. So, uh, this after Fox News reported more than a week ago that the federal authorities have high confidence in the fact that COVID-19, the disease caused by the new coronavirus, originated in Wuhan. Remember, this is an April article. Ouch. Politically speaking, the perception of one of this administration's loudest voices on the coronavirus front, the one calling for shutdowns and shut-ins and contact trace slash government tracking of American citizens, well, it doesn't look good to have him tied financially to Wuhan. He is, of course, talking about Fauci. Giuliani noted, said this, Back in 2014, the Obama administration prohibited the US from giving money to any laboratory, including in the US, that was fooling around with these viruses. Prohibited. Despite that, Dr. Fauci gave 3.7 million to the Wuhan laboratory, and then, after the State Department issued reports on how safe that laboratory was and how suspicious they were in the way that that was developing a virus that could be transmitted to humans, we never pulled that money. Again, let me just... We were suspicious that they were developing a virus that could be transmitted, sorry, could be transmitted to humans. The research is all there. I've covered it on my previous 
Cruise podcast. You can find it for yourself. Don't bother Googling it. You won't find it. Google's buried it. Duck, duck, go it. You'll see this stuff. Fauci, the Obama administration have a history. And you look at it. You can actually see the news reports from those years, 2016, 2017, of scientists going, we're concerned about this. We're concerned about this. They're giving it gain of function what's called gain of function, which means it's spread easier. They're bringing in bats, they're bringing in this. We're concerned about this. You can go and read the articles for yourself or go and listen to my cruise podcast. But I'm just giving you this um, article where Giuliani has condensed it all in one thing for you to say when it was, how much it was, who did it. It's right there for you. So I hope that that has uh, explained why I'm so concerned uh, about Facebook censorship and the uh, other such things there. Another, we're going to just bring up some brass from the past because I've saw I've mentioned this loads and loads of times. So I'm just going to give you the article uh, now, uh, so you can see for yourself. Do you remember I've mentioned that the the government's being sued by this woman who knows is a virologist and she says basically they, they couldn't have done a worse job and as a result her father died she's suing them I've mentioned that on previous times before well here's the article for it finally ITV woman from Sidmouth takes legal action against government over handling of COVID-19 in care homes uh, Dr Kathy Gardner a microbiologist with a PhD in virology said goodbye to her 88 year old father Michael Gibson through a care home window in early April. She says the government allowed patients to be sent back into their care homes after being in hospital with COVID-19 symptoms, branding it a national disgrace. Uh, this is all during national lockdown, by the way, where we, um, uh, where, you know, we left our houses to do more than 11 minutes of exercise. That was, um, that, you know, naughty, 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 get back in, find, and all that kind of stuff um, to protect the old people. But at the same time, COVID-19 symptoms, shove them to the old home, folks. And we've covered on this podcast before, the one in five and all those kind of stuff before they did. But I just wanted to go, there you go. I've said it before. Uh, and another one here, a little blast in the past. Well, I'm on it. Joanna Hoffman, the former right-hand woman of Steve Jobs, says Facebook is peddling in an addictive drug called anger. Brought that up today because I covered that on Cruise in June. This article is from June the 12th. It seems relevant today because people are saying to me, have you seen that new thing on Netflix about social media? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, it says that they're deliberately doing it to cause anger and all this. Oh, really? Really? You didn't listen to my podcast you know, a few months ago. I said they were doing exactly that. So, uh, and another little uh, corker. I couldn't do a Beyond the News without one of these articles. It just wouldn't feel right. Uh, this is another little blast from the past. I wanted to bring up that this is not a new problem. So when everyone goes, oh, did you know this? Yes, I knew it months ago. Uh, this is Monday the 15th of June. Coronavirus, COVID-19 antibodies not detected in up to 8.5% of patient study fines. So there you go. But there's also all sorts of problems with that antibody virus. But I just wanted to bring up that because... That's my little my little <laughs> thing that I like to do. So how much time have I got on, to, uh, on today's uh, podcast? Now, well, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, uh, I ne didn't really get through to some of the, um, the articles that I wanted to today. But, hey, uh, I've got the content sorted out for next week's show. So thank you so much for listening here today. It's very much appreciated. And check out the Beyond the News Facebook page. 
and you can check out the Bexhill online website, click presenters, click on me, and you'll be able to see previous episodes of Beyond the News. Thank you very much for listening. Cheers.